Hello, everyone. Welcome to To Be Heard Podcast, your weekly faith-filled and motivational podcast where listeners are encouraged, culture is challenged, and the truth can be heard. My name is Ayana Simone, and I am the host of To Be Heard Podcast. But for this entire month of January, I've also been the host of a series I have called the Finally Free Series, where if you've been tuning in to To Be Heard Podcast from the very beginning of season three, you would know that my main goal and my main mission is to convince every single listener that a free life is possible, that it is possible through Christ, and it's possible for every single person tuned in today. And it has been a blast in this Finally Free series where I'm not just convincing you by myself, but I have invited on my LO sisters and my friends to come on the podcast and talk with me about the many things that God has set them free from with additional insight and perspective and wisdom that is so needed for our freedom journeys. And it has been so fun uh, having these conversations with these ladies that I love and I trust and pray and believe that these conversations have been helping you in your freedom journey as well. And so as we close out this series, this is the final and fourth installment of the Finally Free series. We're going to dive into another great conversation with someone who you, I'm sure you know, and if you know her, you love her. I'm talking about Emma May McDaniel. Emma is a two-time author of both Be Loved in All Caps You. She is a speaker, a YouTuber, the host of the Have You Heard podcast, which I totally encourage every single person to tune into. My faith grows every single time I tune in. So give that a listen. Again, that's the Have You Heard podcast. Uh, but Emma is also an entrepreneur and an Elo Sister ambassador. And it's been the biggest honor and biggest privilege of my life being able to sit down with her and talk about the things that God has set her free from, her freedom journey and giving us, you know, insights of what her conversations with God are like, how she walks with him, how she talks with him, incredible things that we really do need for our freedom journey. And I'm so thankful, so honored uh, to be able to sit down with her. And I trust and pray and believe that you will be moved by this conversation. So be sure to turn your volume up one last time for this Finally Free series. And I pray that you'll be encouraged by my conversation with Emma today, this fourth and final installment of the Finally Free series right here on To Be Heard Podcast. Emma, I am so honored to have you on the podcast, girl. Welcome to To Be Heard. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Honestly, and, and Emma, one of my favorite memories of 2021 was being able to meet you in person at the LO Sister Conference. I was able to meet you and travel with you a little bit. It seemed like we kept running into each other. I like, know. <laughs> and, but honestly, like I've been following you in your ministry for quite some time and have been so blessed. I don't even want to say blessed by what you do, but just by who you are, girl, like you have such a genuine spirit and you exude the love of God. And, um, you know, what's so felt on like a social media presence, but being able to meet you in the flesh, it's like, man, the same girl you are online is who you are in person. And um, just as a funny story, you know, speaking of the Ella Sister Conference, I remember after that first night was over, Jenny Allen just got done speaking and us girls, we were kind of like spread out in the sanctuary, sanctuary, we were getting ready to pray for people. And I think you're already praying for someone, but just some girls that came up to me, like one by one, sometimes in twos and then in threes, but they were all like, is it okay if you like, 
maybe we could talk to Emma like on the side, like, could you make it possible? And girl, before you know it, there's a long line of girls waiting to talk to you. And I'm like, I feel so bad because I just like, <laughs> but I share that story yeah. because it's just a testament of how drawn we are mm-hmm. to the spirit in you. And so I just, just wanted to thank you for being a genuine leader and for really making this, you know, not just a show. It's not just something that you do, but it's really who you are. And I just wanted to thank you. So honored to have you on. <laughs> wow. Oh my goodness. I feel like that could be the just a phone call from a friend. I know we're Aww. on a podcast, but I feel <laughs> just so personally encouraged by you. Thank you. I, I really think that we all have this desire to be portrayed in a certain way. And sometimes we can put this portrayal of our, of who maybe we want other people to see us as on social media. And then when it's actually not who we are, it can be so exhausting because then we're trying to keep up this facade of who we're not out in public constantly. And I find it so freeing and so sweet whenever you're genuinely walking with the Lord and social media should simply be a glimpse of what your life looks like. And if anything, I hope that whenever people meet me in person, it's like they, there's like Instagram was a snack and this is like a whole meal of like, (laughs) yeah, like I hope that I'm the same person. If you met me like, and it wasn't, I would be really concerned. Like that would be a self-check. So that's really encouraging. Yeah, well, absolutely, Emma. And that just makes me so excited for our conversation Mm -hmm. today. As you know, this is the fourth and final installment of a series I've called Finally Free, where really, girl, my heart's mission and my goal is to convince every single listener that a free life is possible, that it is possible through Christ, and it's possible for every single person tuned in. And Emma, you have tapped into a level of freedom that I want to tap into, and I'm sure many others do as well. So I would love if you could just share with us your story you know how did you access this freedom in Christ you know and uh tell us something that God set you free from yes oh my goodness I love this so I just to share some of my story that's still being written but some of my story is I was so thankful that I grew up in a home where as for us and our family we served the Lord and like seeking the Lord in prayer and singing songs and being plugged into church it was like that was our normal um, for me growing up and like I have old family videos of me standing on the fireplace not in the fireplace but you know what I'm talking about like the little yeah. <laughs> uh, when I was like probably four or five in my little mermaid nightgown with our little bible that I was making up as I went and um, that was just like the norm in our home but I truly believe that no matter who you are, no matter what family you grow up in, no matter what your environment is as you grow up, there comes a point in time where you have to give an account for why you lived the way that you lived and what you believed. And it can't be my, I believe this because it's what my parents believed, or I believe this because it was the norm growing up. Like it has to be a genuine confession, a genuine belief, a genuine faith that you yourself decided because it's going to be you in the Lord only whenever you give that account, nobody else is going to be able to speak for you. And that took place for me probably when I was like 14 years old. I remember It was actually a really, really heavy evening for me in my heart and in my mind. I was weighed down by a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear. 
because I, this is actually a like beautiful journey that the Lord is still carrying me through, but I had this standard on myself of perfection that nobody else put on me. The Lord like did not put on me. I was putting on myself and therefore did not understand what grace was at all. Did not know how to genuinely see an opportunity to forgive myself when I messed up. Like it was just this very rigid, strict view of Emma, um, which is like anybody who lives that way can experience rather quickly that it is very draining and cannot be sustainable. And so that's where I was just so afraid of messing up. And my dad walks in the room and what I love about my home growing up is that nothing was taboo. It was such an environment where like anything you talked about, it was on the table, like you talk about it. And so in the best way my 14 year old self could, I explained to my dad this fear that was in my heart of messing up this fear of failure. And my dad pointed to my Bible on my bookshelf. And what's so cool to me is that he says that he barely remembers saying any of this, but it's one of the most highlighted moments of my life. And I don't know, I feel like that's just a plug of encouragement there that sometimes the things we do that may seem so insignificant or so minor or so unseen, it could be somebody's monumental moment where they encounter the heart of the Lord. So just don't overlook the small because there can sometimes be huge for people. So my dad, he points to my Bible on my bookshelf and he's like, Emma, when was the last time that you just spent time alone with the Lord in his word? And like I said, I mean, we were in church every Sunday. I was involved in my youth group. I loved God. (laughs) I loved people, but I genuinely told him, I don't remember the last time I just sat to be alone with God and spent time in his word. And that's when my dad told me what I just shared that Emma, when Jesus comes back, I'm not going to be standing with you holding your hand. It's just going to be you and him. And Emma, he's either going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, or depart from me for I never knew you. And what I find so sweet as I reflect on that statement is that the Lord is not going to say, depart from me for you never did everything perfectly or depart from me for you never checked off all the boxes or had the most excellent attendance or said all the most precise and accurate words. It was, it, it was relationship. Like I never knew you. And then my dad walked out of the room and it was in that moment. I went and picked up my, um, it was this like the biblically based devotional that I had, and I never even read it. So I opened it up to just the introduction and the introduction was talking about a God girl and how the God girl is the girl who wakes up before the rest of the world does just to listen to what her father is wanting to tell her. And it was in that moment that I, the best way I can explain it is it was like fireworks were going off in my pores. Like it was (laughs) this genuine, just I, I remember specifically saying, God, I just want to know you yeah. like that's all. And it just gets me every time I talk about it. Cause it was just this pure, like, I don't have it all figured out. I still don't, I still don't, I may could tell you the definition of grace, but I still don't think I have it figured out at all, <laughs> but sure. God, I want to, and I want to know you and 
like, I want to know what makes you happy and what makes you sad. And I want to know if you like chocolate too. Like, those are the things I was telling the Lord as a 14 year old, just wanting to know who he was. And so that was such a shift in my journey of just the Lord being such a focal point in our home to the Lord being very much a focal point in my soul and in my heart and in my own life. And it, it has overflowed and impacted every aspect of who I am as it should, you know? Amazing. Wow. Emma. Oh my gosh. I'm like so moved by hearing you talk. There's so much that you said there, but one of the things that I I love, um, you know, concerning that conversation with your dad, I think that is so precious because you and I both know the significance of a father, like pouring into his kid. Like that's the heart of the gospel. Like the Lord, our heavenly father loved us so much that he literally gave us everything. And so to know that it was your earthly father who inevitably led you to make the most important decision of your life where, you know, just as you said, it's not, you know, I'm going to feed off of my parents' faith or my pastor's faith, but I'm owning this faith and I am going to step into my own personal relationship with Jesus and just seeing and hearing how that decision after you prayed that beautiful prayer that everyone should pray, Lord, I want to know you, like the fullness of who you are. And that is the most powerful prayer and how his love and his grace just flowed you know, from the inside out. And it really is evident and it's tangible for every, anyone who encounters you, Emma, it's just so, so clear that it's like, you know, it's authentic, it's real, it's personal. And I think just in you sharing that story, um, man, I'm moved. And I know those listening are too. Um, Something that I would love for you to, to talk about a little bit more, you know, you had that moment, you said it yourself, you're 14, and you're just not doing well. And everything that you mentioned, truly, I can relate to, especially that 14-year-old age girl. I don't know what it mm-hmm. is, but it's like the weight of the world, the perfectionism, being afraid to mess up. I endured a lot of that too. Um, but in that, Emma, what something I'm curious to know is, you know, you had that moment when you're 14 and that led you to, you know, ultimately start a personal relationship with Jesus. Um, I'm, I want to know if after that moment, you know, you start this relationship with Jesus, did you ever have a moment like that again, where you realize, whoa, like I'm not doing my best. I don't feel okay. Maybe you're, you're dealing with some fear. And if you did, what's the difference of going through something like that with Jesus versus going mm. through those moments without him? That's so good. And yes, 100%. I would say not even a couple moments, but goodness, I'm 22. So that was six, seven years ago and, or no, eight years ago. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And, and what I love is that that was the moment of salvation. Like that happens in a moment, but the process between then and glorification, whenever we're face to face with our Lord is sanctification. And I would say Every day, if not almost every single day, I am made aware of fears in me that are not fear of the Lord, that I am continually being refined of. And so I think that that's a definite yes. I am constantly made aware of how much I need God and how grateful I am for his grace and for how his strength is made so perfect in my weakness. And I would say 1000%, there is a difference in facing the realities of being a human and the realities of life and the realities of college and the realities of high school and friendships and social media and family and now marriage and every just day-to-day aspect. 
I don't even want to, I like the thought of doing it without the Lord. I just know I would crumble because he, without him, I, I am nothing, but in him, I lack nothing in him. I have all that I need. And so I would definitely say that as I'm made aware of, whoa, I'm really fearing what people are thinking of me right now, or, whoa, I just posted something. And I like, I had somebody comment the other day, I posted a video or something and somebody commented, is she pregnant? And it's so easy to to think to yourself, like, oh no, like, do they think I'm fat? Like, am I like, I mean, just all of these thoughts, you can just start spinning and like, it's like, oh, whoa. Okay. And that's just one example, but so many ways that I'll find myself comparing or like, I mean, just so many things, a part of our flesh. And what's so cool though, is whenever you're filled with the Holy spirit and you do have a right relationship with God and have peace with him, like there's a couple of things that make it different. One is I know that I am not, I'm not defined by what I've done. I'm not defined by the reality of my sin. I'm no longer a slave to that. I once heard it said by Paul David Tripp that I'm no longer um, under the power of sin, but I I also, I daily face the presence of sin. And because I know I have victory over that sin that I am in the presence of, I can respond to it differently. And so I think that that's just something really encouraging. And that's where you understand like, whoa, like, it is not by anything I've done, but it is by this gift of grace that I can respond to this and separate it from my identity. I may be struggling with this. I may be aware of this in my spirit, but this is not who I am. And I think the Lord has really been teaching me that. I think also there's something so sweet about how we have complete access to the throne room of God that in Hebrews four, we're told that Jesus, he is our high priest who, who he sympathizes with us in our weakness, though he was tempted in every way. He did not sin. And because of who he is and what he has done, we can confidently approach God's throne of grace and ask for help in our time of need. And so when I'm aware of these things that are not, they're just they're just icky. Mm -hmm. I can come to the Lord honestly with them, knowing that he's not intimidated by it, that he actually came to redeem me from it. He came to sanctify me of it. And that's just, I don't know, just that personal relationship. Romans five talks about how our friendship with God has been restored. And so there's just so much freedom knowing that not only is he my Lord and I confess to him and I surrender things before him, but I can also talk to him. Like I'm talking to you just as a dear friend who understands he sympathizes with me. He, he's so gentle and lowly and he brings rest to my soul as, as I so desperately need. So there's just there. I feel like there's just so much that I could like, even in the midst of the fact that you talk about the fears of X, Y, and Z, what people think, what the future holds, like just so many different things. Um, what's so cool too, is you think about who God is, you, like you read in Galatians five, that he is joy. He is peace that like that. That's who he is. He is love. And so what's so cool is that I can, although I'm aware of these things that I'm facing, I, I know too, that God is my peace. And he promises that when I fix my thoughts on him, 
like he keeps me at perfect peace. And when I'm in his presence, which is always because he never leaves me and never forsakes me, I can be filled with the fullness of joy. So this fear that I'm aware of in me, it doesn't have to stay there because I was not made with a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power, love and self-discipline. And so just not only being reminded of the fact that I am not defined by those things, but who am I defined by? And the fact that he is the one who fills me and he is the one who gives me the strength to not operate out of those things, but to operate out of who he is and who he's called me to be. Um, I, I mean, it's a game changer. It is. Oh man. Oh, I agree. <laughs> like you just brought a whole word. I know that a shadow of a doubt. Those who are listening are like 15 seconds back, 15 seconds back. Like that was so good, Emma. And oh, I wow. feel refreshed and enlightened just by, you know, one of the things that I admire about you is that the word is planted in your heart. Like that, when you say that you know the scriptures, it's not just good memorization like the roots of your heart are deeply planted in the word of God and you believe what he says Mm -hmm. and I think that's key for um you know for everyone like it's not just a matter of you know I'm a good church kid grew up in a Christian home we have the verses around our house I know what some of you know the bible says and if you ask about one i could probably quote it to you but it's when you start to believe it that's when you know as you talked about before how every day and i could totally agree like every day there's uh something in my heart that i'm like oh my gosh like when did how did that get there a fear that I have. And I'm like, man, I thought like, I didn't even know I was afraid of that until something triggered it. And it's like this awareness of all of that. But just as you said, it's, it's even a a greater awareness of who he is. And if by having that awareness, it's like a deeply rooted belief in what Mm -hmm. he says. And that is something that uh, we all need. And I just, I learned so much just in everything that you said. Oh, yay. So, so good, Emma. I'm glad you shared that. Um, But another thing that I wanted to ask you, you know, because I have been following you in your ministry for quite some time and I remember um, there was a certain season where you walked through uh, something I would say that was incredibly crushing. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it was, I I think the best way I can put it was like just a mass cyberbullying, like where you were targeted on some very public platforms by some I would say mean-spirited people who did not have good intentions. You know, they were very intentional about um, tearing you down in a way. And, um, you know, something that I I really need to learn from because you and I both know that words can hurt. And I'm someone who really wrestles with words. Like there's still some things that were said years ago that I have to go to the Lord still about in prayer. Like I'm still really hurt by that. Like that still makes me yeah. a little bit. But seeing you, Emma, and your consistency of preaching the gospel and your um, determination to love, not just those who support you and follow you, but even those who bullied you and critiqued you and just hated on you you love them too and you're very intentional Mm -hmm. about that in your message and so after you know seeing how you walk through the fire on a very public basis this was not just a a quiet thing but across multiple platforms you know you did walk through the fire but something we all can see in your life emma is that you do not smell like smoke like you have the sweetest spirit you're so kind and what i want to know um you know having walked through that how did you not get bitter? 
How did you not, mm -hmm. you know, how did you fight that temptation to fight fire with fire and to say those mean words back and to do something that anyone would feel urged to do in a situation like that? How did you not get bitter and instead keep your sweet spirit? Wow. Well, first off, I just feel so, I cannot help but just say praise God, all glory to God. That just gracious. That's just really encouraging. And I'm so thankful for how he was seen in the midst of that, because like, that was my deepest longing. But what's so cool, you we were just talking about having the word deeply rooted within us, having it dwelling among us richly. And going back to the story I shared earlier that night when I was 14 years old. Mm -hmm. So that starting when I was 14 years old, up until about 16 years old, so about two or three years right before when I was like 16 that was right before everything went viral online mm -hmm. okay. and during those two to three years I was just in the word mm -hmm. every single morning I I built up this daily intentionality to seek the Lord in prayer and to hide his word in my heart and your which fills your heart your like, I love how Solomon says, guard your heart above all else for everything that you do. And I really believe that in those times of pressure, in those times of crushing, in those times of being pressed on all sides, you are going to see what people have been filling themselves with because you can only deliver what you've been hiding within in those pressing times. And like, genuinely was spending time in the word just to get to know God did not know that there was going to be a time where I don't know you just you don't know that those times are going to come and it's just so cool how God prepares you for things that you don't even know he's preparing you for yeah. as you're simply seeking to know him and you but I really I just praise God for his strength because it was not by my strength like my flesh and my heart may fail but he is my strength and my portion forever and during those times of hearing crazy rude things and crazy and I couldn't even tell you what all of them are because um, I started to set boundaries of not even looking like sure. I would I post that. and not even look and my parents would sometimes no more of the comments than I would just because their mama and papa bear would come out. But like, I couldn't tell you a lot of what they were, but I know that they were not kind. Mm -hmm. And the only way I was able to respond because of what the way that I did was because of what I'd been filling myself with. Like I knew that Jesus said in this world, you will be hated. But remember, like, I was hated first wow. and it's happening because you belong to me. And in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart because I've overcome the world. And I love in Romans 12, where Paul, he says, don't just pretend to love people, really love them. And I feel like in moments like that, it's like proven, like you yeah. can say that you love people all day long, but sometimes I think it's really exposed whenever people are being crazy mean, mm -hmm. how you respond, it's revealing the genuineness of the words that you've been saying all along. Oh, good. I'm not going to pretend at all that they did not hurt because the tongue holds the power of life and death. And it was hurtful. There were nights filled with tears and questioning of my beauty and my worth and all of these different things. Like things cross your mind when you look in the mirror and things cross your mind before you post something. And I mean, all of it. So I'm not going to pretend that it didn't hurt, but I truly believe that 
like that's going to, wherever your focus is fixed is where you're going to give heavier weight to. And whenever your focus is fixed on the Lord, you give heavier weight to his words. And so whenever you may be hearing words that are so rude about your identity and about the sound of your voice and about the words that you're saying and about your personality and yada, yada, yada. But then, you know, like deeper down, you've been establishing the truth that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. I'm made in the image of God. He has loved me so much that he sent his one and only son to die for me. Like I have, I have a purpose to make him known and carry his name among the nations, his grace sufficient for me. Like when I, those are going to overwhelm the other words because it's what you've been giving more weight to, but also because his word is alive and active and his word equips you for every good work and his word is authoritative. It cannot be destroyed. It cannot be overcome. So sometimes while the other voices may seem louder, it may be because we're giving them more attention, but it does not mean that they're more powerful because there's no it is more powerful than the word of God. It's whether or not you'll experience that power. And that's determined by whether or not you put your focus on it. Man, that is amazing. I'm like completely blown away. And for those listening, may that just be like an additional encouragement, like mm-hmm. see what God is saying. And I know sometimes Emma, and I, I've shared this before on the podcast, like sometimes, you know, when you go and, and you ask for advice, like, what do I do? Like the weight of the world is kind of on my shoulders. I feel very intimidated and scared by what people would think, but seeing how, I mean, firsthand, you are a primary source that it's the word that gets you above those places. And we see the fruit of that. Like that is something that I'm so glad that you exist. <laughs> like I'm so glad that you, you have the ministry <laughs> that you have. Cause like I learned so much and I remember just seeing your consistency and you were still so genuine, so kind and so sweet. I remember thinking this is years ago, like what does she do behind the scenes that allows her to keep going? Like, what, what is it about this girl that, <laughs> that she could keep going? And so to hear you say like, it's just me and the Lord. And I don't just listen to God just to listen to him, but I like, believe it. Like, I know what he says about me and I don't like, I don't waver from it. I just know that he is who he says he is. He's going to do what he said he's going to do everything that he's spoken about me is true. And that is like, yes. this blows me away. And I'm just like, Ooh, girl, I, I talk forever. Just on everything that you just said, I feel like, man, I'm yes. being, right now. but honestly, that does kind of lead me into my next question. Something that I, I wanted to make sure I asked you as well, because, you know, you kind of talked about this a little bit, how, um, you know, you, um, you walk past a mirror and there's that, temptation where you can make a choice like am I gonna believe what I saw in that one comment I don't even know this person is they don't know who I am am I gonna let their voice whisper my ear looking at myself in the mirror or you know am I gonna decide that God's word is true and I'm gonna put my faith in that um I want to lean into that a little bit because something that I admire um, concerning your podcast, which I love, I tune in every Wednesday. Oh my gosh, girl, my faith grows listening to your podcast. I love having you heard. It's one of my favorites. Um, And even like your YouTube videos as well, watching those and your Instagram, like even your, um, the username for your Instagram, like the first thing we, we see is just 
first Corinthians 13 underscore love like that's the bible it's all like it everything about your ministry screams the love of god so um you know when i click on to a youtube video it usually goes something like hey it's emma you're so loved you're so valued. <laughs> like, you like yes podcast too like you are just so like you will not let us forget that we are loved that we're valued we're seen we're important to God our lives are valuable we matter to him like that is the forefront of who you are and your ministry and so I would love if you could just um kind of talk about that uh, um as far as your own personal life like when did you receive that truth for yourself and it um Mm -hmm. you know was it just a moment that you had you're like no like I am loved or was it over time when you saw you know this to be true for you what did that entire process look like that is such a good question (laughs) such a good question because as I was talking about earlier on this is, has been such a journey for me of learning grace and not being so hard on Emma. Mm -hmm. And I remember a conversation I had with my mom. We were sitting at a restaurant. It was just us two. I love my mom. And she, a lot of what I, a lot of stories that I share on social media have come from our conversations. She's so wise that actually goes back to what we were talking about earlier like something else that will help you through those hard times is who do you have as your core people I love who that. are speaking into your life voices that you can take and, and be encouraged by and replace the lies with so yeah that's just a side note but we were sitting in a restaurant in this little booth and I was telling my mom how awesome she was and she said Emma stop <laughs> she stopped me from telling her that and she said I love that you're reminding me how awesome I am, but I don't, I don't need to hear that right now. I don't want you to tell me that right now because you need to tell that to yourself right now. And it really stopped me because I do think that sometimes I can like, and I feel like this happens to a lot of us, but like we will be speaking such truth that holds such great power because it's from the heart of God. Yeah. And yet we go back and listen to it. And it's like, I needed to hear that. <laughs> yes. I was speaking to myself. And I think that, that is something so of God's grace that through him um, enabling me to be able to speak to so many, he has spoken to myself through me. And it's been so humbling, which I never want to not be in that space because I, it's always such a humbling space where I'm never speaking to somebody because I have it all figured out. And because I'm like almighty and high and you need to learn from me, but it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm actually here in the nitty gritty with you studying God's word, developing relationships, learning who I am by who God is. And as I learn, it's such an incredible journey that I want you to learn with me. And so as I'm sharing all of this with you on the podcast today, I do not want it to come across as though, oh, she's got it all together and we just need to learn from her. Please learn from me because it's from God's word. Yeah. the very words I'm saying. And there are days where I don't, I know that I'm loved like up here, but I may not feel like I'm loved or I know that I'm beautiful, but I wake up and there's a lot of pimples on my face. (laughs) and I may have, I don't know, eaten. I don't know. Like I literally just lay out a whole day of just things that made me feel like, blah. 
And, uh, and I may not feel the most beautiful or I may have really screwed up mm-hmm. and all I can think of is on replay. I'm just ruminating over how I could have done something better. And I just totally forget that it's a new day and I can start afresh in the, by the grace of God. Like I have to continually remind myself of that. I have people in my life who I can be vulnerable with and they can share the hard truth with me as I share the vulnerable truth with them. And I, I just think it's so important. That's why I like daily going to God's word. I think what's so cool in God's word is he's constantly telling his people, remember, mm-hmm. remember, remember me, remember what I've done, remember yeah. who I am, or remember where I've brought you from. And I think it's because we're so prone to forget. <laughs> and so not only like, do I constantly need to be reminded, but I think as I grow to know the Lord more, coming back to that word sanctification, and I'm being more and more conformed to the likeness of Jesus. I think my understanding of grace and my understanding of who I am in him is only growing deeper. Like I know more about who I am in him and more of his grace than I did when I was 14. But I hope that when I'm 32, I've discovered more of his grace and more of who I am in him. Like I never want to stop learning, if that makes sense. Yes, that is beautiful. And I like how you use that word humility, because that is essentially what it is like to always be a student, like to Mm -hmm. never be in that place. You're like, oh, I got it all figured out. Like, I feel like that's the most dangerous place to be when you think, oh, I don't need, you know, any more counseling or I don't need, you know, to submit to, you know, a local church or a pastor. Like I can figure this all out on my own, but it's humility and finding, you know, that the heart of God is community that we do find our people to be vulnerable, be vulnerable with and open up to, and, and just be honest with like, God is seen in, in all yeah. of that. And so, and it's so refreshing to hear. And I, I honestly think this is something I needed to hear. I'm sure others do too, mm. but just to hear that, you know, Emma, you, you are spectacular. And I'm not just saying that, but seriously, like I see you on social media, even, you know, I got a notification today. You posted to the Ella sister app. Like I always like get so giddy, like, Oh, it's ever made. <laughs> and, but to hear you say like, Hey, like I'm still learning, like, don't ever put me on a pedestal. Like I, I still need grace. And when I'm 32, I still want to learn, you know? And I did read yeah. something the other day. I think this is first Peter. I'm honestly not too sure, but he did pray that over the uh, church he was writing to like may more and more grace and more and more peace come to you as you learn more about who God is like just deeper grace, deeper peace. Like that sounds exactly like what you're talking about. Just deeper um, of that grace that we need, like, cause it's his grace that's sufficient. Like we cannot go without it. And so just hearing the humility behind your words is a blessing and such an Mm. encouragement to me. And like, man, I'm taking all these moments notes like this is good Yana like don't don't forget this you know, going back to that word remember don't forget this like oh this is refreshing my soul yes like I literally feel like a breath of fresh air this is so so oh. good um as a lasting thought though Emma I mean you've already said so many good things and um just great pieces of advice that I'm going to take with me I know for sure others are going to take uh with them as well but is there any last like piece of encouragement you can give or even if you want to share like one of the biggest lessons you've learned up until this point you know you take a look at who you are as a 14 year old girl all the way up until now it's it's 22 or even beyond that you know before you were 14 is there any one big like main lesson that you would like to share with us after walking through all that you have is there anything else you want to add 
Wow, that's a great, great question. I think an encouragement would be that you are not the struggle. Wow. I think this is something just we're talking about grace. And I think so easily we can tie our identity to all the things that we've done wrong or all the things that we don't have figured out. And an encouragement I would give you is that you are not the struggle. I remember having a conversation with my mom again, and I was expressing the struggle that I was having of overthinking and overcomplicating and just getting in my head and worrying over these things that were just robbing me of time and joy. And I was so frustrated because I was like, I should not be struggling with this. And my mom, she, I promise in the best heart posture, she said, Emma, you are not special. Mm-hmm. And that may sound like, um, Emma, that sounds like totally contradictory to everything. <laughs> I'm actually being so serious though, because to be special, I'm going to butcher this definition, but to be special is like, like you're not like others. And what I mean by that is sometimes in that setting of a conversation, it was exactly what I needed to hear because I think sometimes we put ourselves in that framework of, I even though every other human in all of history besides Jesus and every person in the future until Jesus comes back will struggle. Yet sometimes we think we're special in the sense that I'm not supposed to struggle. For some reason, we have convinced ourselves, we've let the enemy convince us that we can't struggle and we're supposed to have it all figured out. And so I think my encouragement to those listening is that you don't have it all figured out, but praise God that he does praise God that he's teaching you his ways and counseling you with his loving eye upon you. And yes, you are set apart in him for a good purpose of making his name known and glorifying him and loving him and loving people. But you are not special in the sense that out of all people on earth, you don't struggle. And I think the moment that we acknowledge that reality is the moment that we can appreciate the gospel for all it's worth. Because whenever I'm actually honest with myself enough to say, I do struggle with a mess of stuff, Mm. then I'm able to appreciate the gravity of what Jesus did on the cross by taking my place because I understand whoa like I don't even think I'll ever understand the fact of what he took on for me and then I will experience even a deeper level of joy because the fact that he rose again from the grave he defeated what kept me from him but until I acknowledge what kept me from him in the first place I won't appreciate the fact that he dealt with it and so just know you're not your struggle and there's actually freedom in acknowledging that you have struggles but you aren't them Perfect. I'm not going to touch that. Like that was beautiful. So glad you shared that. Emma. thank you so, so much. And, you know, as we close out of this series, um, I did ask you before we started recording, if you could just pray us out of this series, because I know, and I, my heart breaks and it grieves and it just, I mean, I just have a deep passion about this, Emma, because I know that there's some people listening 
and they're like okay so Emma you know she can do it she can move forward she's you know she's filled with wisdom she has all of this um you know this grace about her this freedom about her and Yana you know she's shared a bit of her story with with us too but for me it's it's different kind of going to the you know mm -hmm. you're not special thing or just perfect for those who feel that way I honestly feel like they just need some prayer and not to yeah. say you know that you know there's still maybe some people that they have to talk to they may have to go and, and get some counseling a friend whatever but there is certainly power in prayer I can say that mm -hmm. in my life and honestly Emma just sitting with with you in this interview was like an answered prayer like I prayed for this you know like, <laughs> prayer certainly works and yes um, you're a prayer warrior you like talking to God is what you do like it's just it's who you are like you just love to talk to God and um there's power in that when it's not just you're you're praying over yourself but when you decide you know what I'm going to intercede for this person there's power in that and so mm -hmm. just to close this out Emma I would love if you could pray for those who are broken those who are bound who aren't fully convinced maybe they're still struggling with you know if a free life is possible is it possible for me could you just pray for them and just you know as a the last thing we'll do here together in our conversation just to speak a prayer maybe even a blessing over them that you know if free life is possible for us it's certainly possible for them too could you pray for us yes I would love to dear God I thank you so much that you say Jesus come to me all who are weary and burdened and you will give us rest God you say that we can take your yoke upon us for your yoke is easy and your burden is light and that we can learn from you and in you we find rest for our souls. You promise, God, that you are near to the brokenhearted and that you save the crushed in spirit. God, you promise that it is for freedom you have set us free. So may we not be yoked again by another burden of slavery. God, I pray that over the listener. I pray the one who is weary and burdened. I pray that they would come to you and that they would find rest for your soul, knowing that you are gentle and lowly in heart. And God, I pray for the one who is broken and I pray in Jesus name that they would just have such an awareness of your presence that is near to them that they would draw near to you God and that they would taste and see how good you are and they would be blessed as they take refuge in you and God I love how Paul says that he is the chief of sinners mm -hmm. and you demonstrated such patience toward him so that it could be a picture that there is nobody who you will not be gracious towards God if you loved Paul and redeemed Paul who says he was the chief of sinners God there is nobody none of us who are too far gone that you cannot heal you cannot redeem you cannot set free but all that requires is for us to confess with our mouth that you are Lord to believe in our heart that Jesus you rose from the grave and God if nobody if there's someone listening who has not done that I pray that they would know that that is we're a relationship with you. That's how simple um, it is, God. I, I pray that that would be, that step would be taken today. There's nothing they have to do to perform or work to earn such a relationship, but God, it's just by faith that they shall be saved. God, and I pray for those who are already in a relationship with you, um, but they are living in bondage. And I just pray in Jesus name that they would um, continue to grow in knowledge of grace, that they would be strengthened in grace, that you would give them a spirit of wisdom and revelation so that they may know you better, God. And, and I pray in Jesus name, just a binding from the, of the schemes of the devil. I pray, Lord, that 
that um, you would just guard their hearts and minds in your peace that surpasses all understanding and that you would fill them with joy in your presence because that is who you are. I thank you for how you're meeting them exactly how you know that they need. And I just pray a deepening of faith over them. God, we love you and we give you all the glory. I thank you so much for this conversation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Emma, you are a treasure. Thank you so much for being awesome. I love you, girl. Thank you. I love you. I can't wait to see you in person next time. (laughs) Girl, girl, I'm going to give you the biggest hug just as a heads up. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What an amazing way to end the finally free series y'all i know you can agree emma is amazing she gave incredible wisdom and insight and perspective and great scriptures for us to apply as we move forward in our freedom journey i cannot thank you enough emma for sitting down with me having this conversation and most importantly convincing every listener that a free life is possible that it is possible through christ and it's possible for every single person tuned in today i can't thank you enough girl and thank you guys for tuning into the conversation if you want to get closely connected to emma be sure to follow this girl on instagram she's constantly inundating all of us with just the pure gospel of jesus christ and i can't thank her enough for that but if you follow her on instagram first corinthians 13 underscore love you'll get a lot more of emma's heart a lot of what you heard here on the podcast she shares on her instagram and she also shares it on her youtube channel that's filled with bible studies just another great resource for you to grow in your faith journey and therefore your freedom journey and don't forget to check out her podcast that's have you heard podcast it is amazing my faith grows every single time and while you're at it y'all be sure to get her books be loved all caps you there's so much that emma does that we benefit from so um i'm super grateful for her and i pray that you'll check out a lot more of her content if you haven't already i'm sure you already have but in the case you haven't be sure to uh, follow emma closely because she is constantly encouraging us as we move forward in our faith journey and I quickly very quickly want to give you guys a big shout out too I mean thank you so much for sticking with me throughout this month of January for tuning into every to be hurt Tuesday I hope that every conversation I've had in this finally free series has helped you I want to shout out my girl Heather Savon who kicked us off in this series my girl Victoria she shared so much wisdom and my friend Megan Holmes last week we heard from her she always has something encouraging and inspiring to say I love these ladies so much and again of course shouting Emma out as well my heart is just filled with gratitude I'm so thankful so glad that I was able to do this if these episodes helped you please let me know by leaving a review rate to be her podcast on whatever listening platform you're tuned in on and give to be her podcast a follow or a subscription as well again that's on any listening platform you're tuned in on today and be sure that you come back next week for a brand new to be her Tuesday I'm gonna be a little sad because I'm gonna feel uh, very alone after spending this past month with my girls but I'm gonna be sitting behind this microphone again with a brand new to be her Tuesday to kick us off in this new month of February right here on to be her podcast love y'all